Hi and welcome to the Happiness Safari podcast. My name is Nadine and I'm truly happy you found this podcast. I've been studying the science of happiness for many years now and I've talked to so many people about happiness and its meaning to them. And what I learned is that it just can't be defined, but it can be pursued. At the end of the day, we all want to feel a sense of happiness, joy or contentment, however you may call it. I haven't interviewed one person so far who figured it out entirely and is happy all the time. And I think that's not possible anyway. But I spoke to many people who found ways to bring more happiness and joy into their lives. And these stories, tools and strategies I want to share with you to help you and inspire you on your way to a happier and more meaningful life. Today on the podcast, I speak to Naomi. She's a hot yoga teacher from the south of England and has been teaching yoga for over 20 years. She's one of my mentors I met in London. Her yoga story started at age three while attending a pregnancy yoga with her mother in 1974. She came back to yoga in 1998 by practicing Ayanga and Hatha Yoga. But after her spine and knees were damaged in a car accident, it was actually Bikram hot yoga classes that fixed her. She taught in California, Colorado, Hawaii, Jamaica, Ibiza and London before opening the first Bikram hot yoga studio in Brighton back in 2002. Because of the pandemic, she closed both of her studios and is teaching fully online now. Naomi and I speak about happiness being a strong sense of contentment to her. We talk about the struggles and distractions of a Bikram yoga class, about Vipassana and about a way to recall happy feelings from your past back into your body. From Naomi, you will also learn why happiness doesn't have to be dependent on the environment around us, why older people feel more happiness, why you don't have to be afraid to take time to yourself, why it's important to put your happiness first and how you can feel confident about it. I really hope you will enjoy listening to this episode. Hi guys, welcome to this podcast and today I would like to talk to Naomi. I'm so happy that you made the time to share your wisdom with us. Welcome, how are you today? Hi Nadine, I'm great, thank you and thank you for inviting me to talk to you about such a great subject. Yeah, <laughs> I'm very, very happy that yeah you made the time. I know you are very busy in your life actually. So would you like to uh, share with the listeners uh, who is Naomi and what is it what you do? Well, my name is Naomi Clark, and I'm a 50-year-old hot yoga teacher living in the south of England, um, just outside of Brighton in Sussex. And I've been teaching now for 20 years next month, originally trained in the Bikram method of yoga and then trained as a yoga therapist. And I've had many wonderful teachers all over the world since then. Um, I live here with, well, we're a blended family. So we've got 
there are five kids between us and uh, varying different ages and uh, so life is very very busy teaching online since the pandemic I closed both of my studios I'd already originally bought hot yoga to Brighton 20 years ago um, and I've opened about nine studios throughout that time and we've been online and just did our first retreat last week again very exciting and I've taught retreats for about the last 13 years all over the world, um, Thailand, Morocco, Turkey, India, Spain, and obviously from March 2020, that all had to stop. So we're still just teaching in the UK. We've got the next one coming up in March, the beginning of March. Um, nothing yet abroad, but fingers crossed that'll be happening again very soon. That's yeah. a little, that's me in a nutshell. Wow, that's a very small nutshell, I think, for a very <laughs> and uh, I mean, for everybody who's watching, like, it's unbelievable that you are actually 50. <laughs> I think you're just the perfect example that yoga keeps you young. <laughs> and uh, that's also the reason why I really wanted to talk to you, because I feel you, yeah, living like a life where you're taking care of your, your body, your mind, your spirit, your health, and be like, so happy if you would share some of that with our listeners. What does happiness mean to you? Oh, this is a really interesting one. And if you were asking me in my 20s, I'd have maybe remembered the first time I had a concept of happiness, which was Mr. Happy from the Mr. Men, the big smiley yellow face. And then, you know, later on in my teens, being a raver, you know, with the acid house face, that smiley face, that was the, the happy. But I suppose, you know, It's not for me anymore about tripping through a lavender field and stroking my fingers across the flowers and feeling the sun and having this moment of happiness. But since practicing yoga and especially with Vipassana as well in the Goenka method, um, happiness has morphed for me to mean less fleeting happiness, but more of a sense of deep contentment. Mm -hmm. And on the eight-limbed path, we have San Tosha, San meaning strong, and Tosha meaning contentment, so a strong sense of contentment. And it's a very deeply rooted, grounded sense of well-being and sense of self and I suppose, peace with the world, contented and happy with our lot, not necessarily wanting to change anything. And also, especially in Vipassana, as Mr. Goenka says at the end of the sits, be happy, I would think, what does that mean? But then he would also talk about equanimity and the sense of being equanimous, which is really having a sense of our happiness not being dependent upon things being the way we want them to be in our external environment around us. And that's really interesting. That comes back to the hot room and with the hot yoga, you know, sometimes you're like, open the freaking door, open the window, it's too hot in here. Or, you know, that person's having a fidget or this teacher's driving me crazy or, you know, I've got a wedgie or I just feel sick or my boss is really annoying. And, you know, just trying to find that peace within to just give a little smile, pick up your foot, try again, second set, you know, it doesn't matter, it will all be over soon. Um, so that to me is more of what happiness means to me um, as I've got older. And that is elusive because happiness is so fleeting, but also a sense of contentment may be also fleeting when you're being thwarted or challenged by 
external situations in life. Yeah, very true. But I also love that phrase, like being in peace with the world. Um, that's, uh, yeah, amazing. I think that's very uh, kind of deep. And yeah, the feeling of contentment, as you said. So not just the, the happy moments, but having a more consistent feeling. So what is it what you do to be happy? Well, lots of things, really. I suppose I've got my little happiness pot. And for me at the moment, I'm in a fortunate position in my life where I'm feeling more contented um, than I have in years. I, I love where I'm at in the fact that I'm getting older and I feel that I have less to prove to people, if that makes sense. Um, they say that comes in your 40s, but it comes, you know, a lot more as you get older. And the stats are proving that older the older people are, the more happiness they feel. So that's why if you look at the statistics with it, generally people have felt year upon year as they get older on a scale of one to 10, how they perceive their own happiness increases as they get older, which is fascinating. And I've definitely experienced that. It's not um, to do with finances or career or anything like that, but I'm in a very happy situation with um, my family situation and I'm in a great situation with being able to do a job that I love and share that with people. But also as I've got older, I'm not afraid to say, you know what, that doesn't really work for me right now. I need to take some time for myself. And realizing, especially with the pandemic, um, the sense of relief that I could teach online, I'm not going to be racing around all the time. And if I want to teach a retreat later on, I can. But I was spreading myself so thin in order to fulfill my happiness pot of teaching to as many people that I as I can. But I was teaching in so many different towns that now I can do that online. So that pot is fulfilled being able to teach to those people, but also my own nurture tank, if you will, is full because I'm able to take the time to go for a walk, to eat really well, to rest, to sleep, to exercise, to do my own practice and and look after these guys here as well. So from my own perspective, having to put my own happiness and joy first and feeling confident to do that has really only sunk in in the last few years. So for me, that has been an improvement in my own contentment forward slash happiness levels. The mm -hmm. fact that I can look after myself and by keeping my own cup full, then I've got more to give to others. So for me, it's food and mood. Those two things are inextricably linked. I like to have my hydration levels up, my herbal tea, my lemon water, whatever else. I love a cup of regular tea as well. And making sure that I've got my veggies in, my diet's really good, making sure that I've got enough sleep and rest. That's really, really important. And also having some time to myself aside of loved ones, just making sure that I can have at least a couple of hours where I'm just like, okay, I'm going to listen to music now. I'm going to listen to whatever my own podcast or I'm going to read or I'm going to go for a walk. Um, and it's not just always about practice and having that space it's also about I'm literally doing nothing now I'm chilling mm. that's so important and it's not really in our culture is it no it's just, we're lazy if you're relaxing you're lazy yeah no we talked about this a little bit before that actually yeah it's 
it wasn't really socially accepted also even kind of take care of yourself first or mm. people would think you're actually selfish and yeah. talked about like how important it is actually as you say to kind of fill up your cup first and yeah be sure that you are actually like happy content healthy in the first place and then you can give to others and I think that's what we both like and enjoy doing but yeah, yeah. we said when your energy tanks are empty then you can't really give to others so like how do you actually manage that with like five kids in the house to take the time so do they know or like do you say okay you just go away and leave the house or do you have your own quiet space or do you do it when everybody sleeps or? <laughs> um there's generally not a point in the night where everybody's asleep at the same time As you can imagine we've got kids at both ends of the spectrum so you've got ones going to sleep earlier and then you've got ones going to sleep later and then you've got the little one waking up so it's like whoa um there's not that one place generally I have to either remove myself which is a really good thing to remove myself from the house and just get some ah, outdoors time um that way Or um, I have my yoga room here. There's even a lock on the door. That's my that's my space. That's my time. And just enclose myself within that. And then also, if I'm not getting that and the noise is going on, these things are magic. <laughs> and that makes a big difference. And I can do my nidra. And fortunately, the kids all know now, like especially at the beginning of the pandemic, the first lockdown, I got up at seven o'clock every morning to meditate. And um, I did an hour every morning and that really set me up for the day. They know now when I'm doing that or if I'm laying on the floor with the lavender bag on my eyes, I'm doing yoga nidra. So it's like, just don't disturb her. So they've kind of learned themselves as well. And also they've all practiced. So and they know nidra. They use that themselves, which has been great that I can share that with them. So they do. They are aware that, you know, okay, she needs a little bit of downtime. But everybody in the house has differing needs. For some of them here, it's a case of playing the drums as loudly and as hard as possible for an hour. And that's their release. That's their that builds up their happiness levels. So sometimes you have a conflicting situation where one person's happiness is not the same as another person's happiness within that same space. But for me, Sunday night is a really lovely time. House is clean, work is done. I've taught all my classes. I can chill. I break open the chocolate. I choose what I want to watch on the um, Netflix. Fingers crossed Dan wants to watch the same thing too. And um, and that's it. That is my possibly my most contented point of the week. Mm -hmm. I've done everything I need to do. I look after myself. I've looked after everybody else. And I can go, right, okay, let's relax, refuel before we start again tomorrow. Wow. <laughs> nice. But yeah, I think I'm actually really super impressed uh, by you and also like the energy you bring across when you teach and I take your classes like, I mean, offline and online, offline in the past and then knowing what kind of busy life you have around that and you're yeah, still managing to do that also. Thanks for sharing <laughs> these things. Well, thank you. And then, so my favorite question actually is, what was the happiest moment in your life? Oh, that's a really good question. You've sprung that one upon me. <laughs> I think I've had a few really happy moments in my life, but I think those moments are, 
you know, you might have really strong moments that you remember, like my son being born was perhaps the happiest moment in my life so far, the most profound and beautiful, even though this is the thing with happy moments. You don't always know you're in your happy moment at the time. It's when you're looking back on it. I think when my son was born, I remember saying, I'm not going to do that again in a hurry. (laughs) And then, um, you know, you're looking down at this most incredible being that has come out of you. And it's just the most emotional or inspiring moment. But at the same time, you're, you know, you're war-torn. Your body has been through it. Mentally and emotionally, you've been through it. I remember it was the hottest day of the year and dripping sweat off my nose like a good Bikram teacher onto his face. And he went like that, this tiny little newborn, as they come out with a pointy head, don't they? And, you know, the most beautiful thing in the world. But I, I wasn't aware at that moment in time that this is possibly the most beautiful moment in my life so far. But when you look back on it, but also there are moments that I've remembered walking down the street and thinking, oh, I'm really happy. I feel really happy right now. Um, So I'm sure if I were to think about it a little bit more and write down my most happy moments, there would be a few of them in there. But yeah, maybe that would be a really great practice to do, to write down what were the most happy moments in your life. And also, I like to think that there are many more happy moments to come. Yeah. Oh, nice. That's a good one too. But yeah, thank you for the suggestion because I just thought that I would love to give you that as a homework. And I mean, also for the listeners and everybody who wants to try, uh, yeah, just write down actually the happiest moments of your life I think that will be a very like happy exercise and actually also as you say kind of changing the awareness because I feel our brain is wired a lot to kind of think of the negative or like see the negative in lots of situations and and usually we look back in time then we can also see or find something good in like a bad situation or we actually see like how much beauty and magic there was I mean I can only imagine that moment when your son was born actually I think it's a really good training for the brain to yeah write down all these happy moments and then be aware of them and know that you had them and uh, yeah and know that there will be many to come for sure (laughs) and the thing is if we remember something like the body will remember trauma and similarly it will remember joy so if you start remembering those happy happy moments you know just thinking about that and thank you for that Nadine because just thinking about it I feel it here And I feel it here, that sense of, oh, wow, that wonderment, that this is amazing, you know, this amazing, happy thing. And then your body starts recalling that event and you start responding hormonally accordingly to that. Mm -hmm. The body will start meeting that memory with producing the similar endorphins. So therefore, just by remembering that happy occasion, you can start to feel more happy and taking that through, even though that was, you know, 18 years ago nearly that that momentous event occurred to me in my life having my beautiful baby who is now you know six foot tall man you know but you can have that and then for years later still have the same hormones occurring and being replicated within the body just simply for having the memory of that happy moment yeah yeah very true My last question would be, is there any book which kind of changed your life, any book you would like to recommend? 
So um, there is a book which I feel is really important in the world, and it's not one that's on bestseller lists. It was a book that was given to me a long time ago um, by a very good friend, and it's a book called Deeper Ma, written by a lady called Deepa Ma, and it's a book that I've recommended to many women, mothers, um, daughters over the years, and it. she was a Vipassana meditator, and her life went by most people's standards, tragically wrong. And she lost people, children, partners, people who she deeply loved and cared about. And it's how she found her sense of contentment and equanimity, despite life not going as she had wanted it to go. And I think it's the most profound and beautiful book. She was a real lady who then spread meditation method throughout the world and um, it's the same method that Mr. Goenka teaches, the insight meditation um, described as being found by the Buddha and kept in Burma in a pure state and then proliferated throughout India and now throughout the world. Mm-hmm. And it's something that was very helpful for me, particularly 10 or 11 years now of, of meditation practice. And I would recommend it to not just females, certainly every woman, but anybody who is finding maybe everybody in the world that life doesn't always go the way we want it to go. And yet through that can be a profound thread of contentment. But sometimes we have to take a little step back and find the happiness and it's not always where we think we're going to find it. Yeah. Wow. That sounds very inspiring, actually. I want to read that book now. <laughs> yeah, Deepa Ma, that's her name. Ma means the mother. Okay. I will yeah. Definitely, yeah, I will put that in the, in the show notes so people can find it. Thank you so much for sharing. And thank you so much for yeah being here and talking to us. Very inspiring also for me. I learned some new things also about you and uh, yeah about <laughs> what we can actually do to, to be happier, have happiness in our lives so thank you for that and thank you for your being and what you're doing and spreading the love and teaching yoga um yeah despite all the difficulties life throws at us sometimes so thank you very much well thank you nadine and thank you for inviting me to chat to you about this it's been really um great to see your beautiful happy face as usual and um and to bounce some ideas around as to how we can all invite a little more happiness into our lives so thank you so much Thank you for joining me on another episode of the Happiness Safari podcast. If you want to get in touch with Naomi or get more curious about Bikram Yoga or Vipassana and you want to try it yourself, I put all the links in the show notes for you. This is my second week back in Kenya and I'm so happy to be back here. The food, the weather and mostly the people are so amazing here. This is why I chose this country to host my next yoga and coaching retreat on a long, white, sandy beach, Diani Beach, one of the most beautiful places in the world where you could relax, unwind, detox, practice yoga, meditation, and get some coaching input from me. It would make me so happy if you could join me for a week full of transformation from the 14th until 20th of March. More information you will find on my website, happinesssafari.com. 
If you have any questions about the podcast, the retreat, or you just want to reach out to me, please send me a message on Instagram or comment under the post of this episode at Nadine Anne Yoga. It makes me always so happy to read and hear from you. If you enjoy listening to the podcast, please leave me a five-star rating and a review. Don't forget, happiness is the only thing which doubles when you share it. So please share the podcast with your friends. Help me to make the world a happier place. Be happy. Talk to you soon.